This is the Empowered Spirituality Podcast, the podcast about inclusive spirituality. Empowered Spirituality is all about connecting and aligning to your own higher self. All religions, spiritual practices and beliefs, sexual orientations, gender identities and expressions are welcomed and celebrated here. I am your host, Samantha Nagel, owner of and coach at Empowered Spirituality, LLC. Every Wednesday, I will share a guided meditation practice, and every Thursday, I will share inspirational teachings or interviews with people with different spiritual practices, beliefs, and opinions. Come every week with an open mind, taking what you like and leaving the rest. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. We have all heard of intuition, but what is it exactly? And how do we access it? Well, in my free six-week course, we will meet our intuition together. We will cover what the intuition is, common blockages to intuition and how to clear them, developing our intuition and more. Every week you will have access to an informative lecture, an exclusive guided meditation, further resources, and journaling prompts. Additionally, there will be a weekly live gathering to form community and to learn from each other. This course starts May 3rd, 2021. Make sure to sign up now to reserve your spot. Visit empoweredspirituality.online slash challenges to sign up or visit the link in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel. Um, for the next couple weeks and last week as well, I've been doing a series of introducing you to the podcast, to myself, to my work. Um, last week, I talked about dealing with anxiety, with depression, um, with stigmas that exist both in our society as a whole and in the spiritual community with medications. Um, the feedback I received was very loving, very wonderful, so I, I very much appreciate that feedback from you all. Today I wanted to talk <clears throat> a little bit about my spiritual journey. Um, of course, I won't get into everything, but I've had a lot of insights, and it's interesting at this point to be able to see my whole journey um, up until here. Looking back, it's been really magical to see the changes and the shifts. Um, <clears throat> And I'll start with when I was a child, I was always a weird kid. Um, you know, I was always an outcast in school. And I've talked about this on a couple of the podcast episodes as well, that it was a very Christian, conservative, extremely small town. And when I say small town, I feel like people don't understand what I mean by small. The last census in 2010 said that the population of my hometown was under a thousand. Um, I went to a K through 12 school with less than 200 students in all, I guess, 13 grades. Uh, so it was small, <laughs> you know, um, and I was a weird kid. I wasn't Christian and I've talked about my experience of, um, really 
experiencing judgmental and um, Christians who had a lot of hate. Um, and I, um, I've had a couple and I will have more people who identify with Christianity on the podcast um, who educate, who really educate us on what Christianity means at its core. Um, so I don't believe that Christianity is, is full of judgment and full of hate, but my early childhood experience was not great <laughs> uh, with Christianity. And I felt very alone. You know, my friends, I felt very excluded. I was always the third, the third wheel. You know, I was the last choice. I felt very lonely. And I was a really sensitive kid. Uh, my parents would tell me that I was too sensitive. I was crying all the time. <laughs> um, and I have been sensitive my whole life. And I want to talk about that word sensitive. Uh, either this episode or another episode, because <clears throat> that's something I feel very passionate about. Um, but I even felt magical as a child. And now coming into the full expression of where my spirituality is now, I can see how it showed up as a child and how I, um, I was programmed by our society to ignore those things. You know, I had a deep love of rocks and crystals. I had a very active imagination. I was actually a very avid prayer too. I was constantly in contact with a higher power that I called God at the time. I don't necessarily call it God anymore. Um, I felt like very connected to the earth. I would go outside. I would walk around in my bare feet. I felt very connected to animals. Um, just, you know, a real sensitive kid. <laughs> I feel like I'm really painting you a picture of what I was like. I used to think I was very magical. I was waiting for my letter from Hogwarts, um, like from Harry Potter, when I was a child. And um, you might be wondering if I ever got the letter. The answer is no. But even at a young age, I knew I was magical, whether Hogwarts existed or not. Um, but I also wanted to fit in. Uh, my mom would make me go to youth group, which was every like Wednesday evening, I think, at the Baptist church, um, which is a great concept. It, it is, and I'm not um, judging anyone, um, except for them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, it was all the popular kids from school that I didn't get along with, who maybe even were not very nice to me. And so it was really hard to be in those spaces. Um, and as I grew up, I slowly started to package who I was away. Um, you know, I, I went to Christian churches and youth groups and camps and all those things, trying to find a meaning or trying to connect with other people in a way that I just wasn't able to. Um, I started being less quote unquote weird um, I started not being myself. I started hiding away that sensitive part of me. I started having conversations or stopped having conversations that people thought were, um, I don't know, uh, too much, too emotional. My whole life I've been saying that my, that I'm too emotional, that I'm too sensitive, that I'm too deep which, oh my goodness, what a compliment, right? <laughs> I feel like I would, if someone told me that, I would relish in it now. Um, 
but I really just hid myself. I never showed up as my authentic self and I'm still learning what my authentic self even is um, to this day. Um, and while I was speaking, I was looking up the word weird. Um, I was listening to, I believe it was Sahara Rose's book, Discovering Your Dharma, um, where she shared that the word weird actually originates, um, it used to mean the word fate, essentially. Um, and the word weird used to also mean like spiritual, um, even supernatural. And so the fact that I was weird was just showing that I had a sense, I had my dharma, I had my sense of purpose, I was supernatural, I was in tune with the earth, and so it's really magical to be able to look back and see those things. Um, and as I, as I grew older, you know, when I went to college, um... Well, first, I went through a very intense period where um, I drank a lot. Uh, after never having drank um, in high school ever, um, you know, classic, classic good girl goes to college, wants to fit in, you know, and um, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol if that's what aligns with you. But, you know, I drank too much <laughs> than what aligned with me for sure. Um, and I was just feeling like rebellious. Um, and then I went, I felt very guilty and very shame, which is very shame, very shameful, which is uh, classic uh, patriarchy, uh, fist shaking at the word patriarchy, right? Um, but I was a good girl who had acted out, so I felt shame. Um, whereas now I can see it was just part of my path. Um, but I was drawn again to Christianity. Um, and I would go to these, um, it's not even youth group, but like young adult groups, I guess, meant for college students. And it felt good. Uh, and that's how I felt when I was younger too. It felt good to be in a spiritual space where everyone was praying or singing. That felt good. But the only issue was it didn't really align with me. Um, and I remember saying um, to like, loved ones or even to myself I would say I really wish I could be a Christian I just don't really believe in anything that they preach <laughs> not and of course that's an exaggeration I believe in love you know I believe in all the core values of Christianity I really do but it just didn't align with me it didn't resonate with me and that's nothing against Christianity I want to be clear it just didn't resonate with me and so I went through a period where I just thought no maybe there is no such thing as God um, if I don't align with Christianity, then I, then that's it. I guess I'm just not religious, not spiritual. Um, it didn't help that I was in a very science-driven field at the time, too. Um, so I really came away from spirituality. And this was all a period that I spoke about last week, too, of intense anxiety and intense depression. And also, you know, let's go on a rant again about internalized capitalism. I was in school. I was working jobs. I was doing as much as I possibly could. I didn't have time for spirituality, right? That was not a priority for me. And maybe about two years ago, um, and this is also coincidentally when my anxiety and depression started to, I'm not going to say go away. Uh, also knock on wood, never going to say that. Um, absolutely didn't go away, but maybe subsided or got more manageable. 
was at the same time that I came in touch with my spirituality. Um, I don't think any coincidences. And I actually started because I was in a 12-step program um, called Al-Anon. I'm no longer in Al-Anon, but it was the catalyst for me to look back into my spirituality again. Um, 12-step programs um, originate from AA, but there are lots, 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 lots of 12-step programs. If you feel like you need a 12-step program for something, there's probably one. Um, And 12-step programs are very religious, very God-centered. And the second step is connecting with with God, um, essentially. And I didn't like that. I didn't like they always use he, him, and no judgment if that's what you use to identify with your source. But I didn't like that. Um, Maybe that's because I wasn't feel. I never felt empowered in a male-dominated space. And that's what God felt like to me. Um, And so I started exploring higher power. And once I started exploring higher power or universe... Things started resonating with me much more deeply about spirituality. Um, And then I had a very dear friend who will actually be on the podcast to talk about the cannabis industry, which I'm very excited about, um, recommended Gabriel Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. Um, And that's really the catalyst for when my spiritual journey started increasing. I really love the way that Gabby talked or talks about spirituality, about universe, about spirit, source, and I loved that she used different words because um, our, our higher power can take many forms. We can have many words to describe our higher power, and I liked, oh, I do like that she uses a lot of words, and she teaches primarily from A Course in Miracles, which I'll come back to. Um, So I started investigating Gabby Bernstein, the idea of the universe, um, and then I started exploring Wicca. Um, And I had always thought that witches were like, well, first I thought they were like Harry Potter, (laughs) and I thought that I belonged in Harry Potter. So ergo, I pretty much thought I was a witch when I was younger. I came away from that, which felt like Satan worshipers, like going to hell, you know, I didn't have kind connotations of the word witch, which might I just add uh, patriarchy (laughs) in there again, which I'll have to do maybe a separate episode all about patriarchy and capitalism for as much as I mention it. Just get it out of the way. Get it out of my system. Um, But yeah, I uh, it was in the episode with Bonnie Bigheart where she talks about reclaiming the witch, reclaiming being a witch. And I thought that was so powerful. And this moment, I will reclaim the witch and tell you that I do. Part of me does identify with being a witch. So I started looking into Wicca. And what resonates with me more now is actually um, pagan, um, which is less maybe spell-centered. And to me, I view spells and magic as more ritual. Um, The magic comes from within, not that you're really... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... Maybe I'll come back to that when I have more words... Um, But I started to explore that, and a big thing in both Wicca and paganism is the earth and being in tandem with the earth, with nature, with mama earth, with the moon cycles, the cyclical natures of earth, uh, and that really resonated with me. 
And so I started doing my moon rituals. I've been doing my new moon and full moon and quarter moon rituals for about a year and a half now. Um, And I say this all the time in my weekly circle, take what you want and leave the rest. And so sometimes I'll think, what if this is actually not doing anything? What if none of this is real? What if there is no God, you know? Um, What if the moon circle, what if the full moon has no effect on me? Well, okay, like it brings me great comfort and it's a great reminder Um, when the full moon comes. It's a great reminder to think about manifestation, to think about gratitude, um, to think about all those things that we associate with the moon phases. It's a great reminder. And also the moon is just so freaking pretty. (laughs) So even if you don't believe that the moon has power or you believe it's a metaphor maybe believe it's a metaphor that's not for you to follow the moon's freaking pretty and it's cool (laughs) you know it's cool to keep track of the moon it's cool um it's what our ancestors did so that's kind of how i bring myself that reassurance when i think oh is any of this real um uh at this point I started researching other religions as well. Right now, I'm feeling really drawn to Buddhism, Hinduism, and Kabbalah. I've also heard it pronounced Kabbalah. I'm not really sure. I think it just depends on the person. Um, But I, I love investigating religions. And the episode that I will be upcoming with Cheyenne Martinez, I talk about this a little bit too, that even if you don't resonate with Christianity is what we're talking about but even if the idea of of Wicca is like to you or even if you don't resonate with Buddhism it's exciting to learn and it's special to learn about other religions and other ways of thinking and other spiritual practices so even if you know I just have fun researching and I can take things from not in an appropriation way but take things from other religions or practices that I can integrate into my own practice. Um, and I would, people have asked me like, what are you? Um, like what what would you label yourself as? And number one, we don't need labels, girl. (laughs) Um, but if I were to label myself, I would say eclectic, you know, I'm a witch. Um, I have hints of Buddhism, even hints of Christianity, um, hints of Kabbalah, hints of paganism. You know, it's all, you know, we're all spiritual beings. Um, and I actually talk about this in my episode with Cheyenne. This is just a huge plug for that episode, I guess. <laughs> just kidding. Um, two people that I love who are Christian writers are Rob Bell and Glennon Doyle. I think they're beautiful. They also really opened my eyes to Christianity being a deeper spiritual practice. Um, So I highly recommend those two if you are interested in Christianity. Um, Currently, I'm reading and listening to Sahara Rose and Sada Simone. Um, I'm not sure exactly how Sahara Rose... um, I'm not sure exactly what she identifies with. She talks a lot about Ayurveda, a lot about yoga. She has a lot of Hindu and Buddhist um, ideals in the way she speaks. Um, and I, I, I am assuming, I think, Sada Simone has talked about Buddhism. So that's really what I'm learning about right now. Um, let's see, where am I going <laughs> after this? Um, 
I would say an important part of my spiritual journey was learning to um, release hierarchies and judgment. And it's still something I'm doing. Um, Actually, Gabby Bernstein has a great book called The Judgment Detox, and she also does talks and podcasts about it, so you don't have to read the whole book. Um, In fact, I listened to the audiobook, so I kind of (laughs) cheated. I get credit for reading it, and I didn't even read it. Um, But when I started being more invested on the spiritual path, and I think a lot of people do this, I was like, hmm, you know, I'm so evolved. I'm so, I'm so better than you. You know, my ego really had a field day with being a little bit more spiritual than I had been. And so that's something that I really had to work on, especially during the most recent, um, United States election. Um, this podcast is generally apolitical, but if you can't tell, I think it's maybe clear, I, am more left-leaning, so I felt particularly strongly about how I wanted the election to play out, and I felt very separate. I felt very judgmental. I felt very judged. I felt very negative about people who didn't believe the same way as me because I thought I was right, and the truth is there is no right and wrong. There is no good or bad, truly. Um, And more information about that is really found in Deepak Chopra's work. Uh, Currently, I'm listening to You Are the Universe, and it's blowing my mind. Um, But there is no right and wrong. And one thing I would also recommend as well is um, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. You probably have heard about it. If you haven't, oh my goodness, it's amazing. It really talks about how social media is intentionally making us feel separate and it's driving a wedge between two opposites in this case it would be two parties but it happens all the time in all kinds of situations but it it makes us feel separate and once I realized that there was a reason why I felt that way and that was actually (laughs) patriarchy (laughs) just kidding Uh, there was actually a system that was benefiting from me feeling separate from other people it really snapped me out of it so if you are struggling with separateness especially around politics I would really recommend the social dilemma Uh, and it's still something I constantly am working on which I think brings me to A Course in Miracles, which is something I'm working through right now. Um, And it is a book that you don't just sit down and read cover to cover unless you're very uh, focused. (laughs) I do not have that kind of focus, so I'm not reading it cover to cover. Um, But I kind of use it intuitively. I just pull it off the shelf and I flip to a page and I trust that what I'm reading on that page is what I'm supposed to be reading. So it's been really special to read A Course in Miracles, learn about my ego, learn about separateness, learn about the holy instant and the holy relationship. Um, A Course in Miracles is very, it's not necessarily a Christian book. It is non-denominational for all spiritual practices and religions and beliefs, but it uses Christian language. So for me, that was something that was hard to get over. It uses God as he, Holy Spirit, stuff like that. Um, but I just go ahead and, and switch out higher power, and that really helps me. Um, of course, in Miracles also has a workbook at the end, and I was actually thinking of eventually doing a Course in Miracles study group 
um, in the Empowered Spirituality community. So I'm looking forward to potentially doing that sometime soon. Um, let's see. Um, kind of more recently, I read Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor, which is kind of an intro to Law of Attraction and manifestation of what you want and being a co-creator and your desires which is really interesting and I ha I do have episodes on here about manifestation where my guests and I talk about manifestation and law of attraction but it is something I would like to do an individual episode around at some point um, but manifestation is a really big buzzword and it's also very rooted in capitalism so a lot of people think I'm going to manifest a thousand dollars or well people probably want more than that but they think that manifesting is material and when you do it can be and that's not wrong and it's not bad um, but when your manifestations are completely externally focused externally validating or even monetary or material or ego driven really then it's not true manifestation. Um, and I think people think that all you have to do is say what you want and then it's given to you. Um, nope, <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. You have to do the work, but um, the law of attraction can just make it easier to do that work and make it so that there's less resistance between you and what you want. Um, and I also want to know, we talked, I talked about this with Bonnie Bigheart a bit in that episode um that the law of attraction can sound very victim blamey um blamey it's a real word <laughs> um, and this is actually something i learned from ellen gilbert who's an amazing divine feminine coach who i've mentioned before on here and in my blog that the law of attraction can make it seem like if you are a victim of something like sexual abuse sexual assault violence that you manifested that that you attracted that and that is not true so i just want to clear the air when i say law of attraction i'm not saying that you attracted the bad things that happened to you um and i guess the last part and kind of where i'm at right now with my spiritual journey is working with ancestors uh, i have one ancestor in particular that i work with and i'm really open and willing and ready to dive into the ancestral background that I do have. I work with my my main ancestor who feels much like a guide to me. She died before I was born. This is my grandmother. Um, I actually, I have her tarot cards and when I read, I have a picture of her. I charge them under the full moon. I feel very connected to her when I read my cards. I have her runes, which I don't know how to read yet. I actually just got them from my father in the mail, which I'm very excited about. Um, I have pictures of her everywhere. She was an artist. Um, and everything I learn about her is magical because I see myself. Um, and I think my main, she wants to protect me. And that's why I feel her presence so much. But she also wants to empower me which feels really special. She lived a lot of her life for men, pleasing men, making herself smaller. Uh, and she died very young and she didn't get to live the full, joyful life that would have been authentic to her and her wants and her needs. And I really feel like that's part of my journey is to live my full expression of myself authentically and joyfully and 
for myself, not for a man. Patriarchy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Uh, I'm doing a lot of work about work around ancestral trauma and healing that trauma that is passed down from both sides of my family, especially the women feeling like they're not heard, that they have to be small, that they can't value themselves, that they're not worthy. Um, I'm doing a lot of work around that, and it's something that I'm really interested in, and I can't wait to learn more about. Hopefully we can have a guest on here that can talk about ancestral trauma a little bit more and maybe educate me as well as you all listening. All right, and my spiritual journey is ever-evolving. But now I stand in being weird. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say is that I'm really focusing on the concept of Dharma right now. And I'm, I'm doing that by um, working through Sahara Rose's book, Discovering Your Dharma. And that kind of goes along with the law of attraction. And I believe that this podcast, this coaching business, this community that I'm building is part of my Dharma. I've always felt that I want to empower people. And empowered spirituality is all about standing or resting in what's true to you. It's about, you know, it's about being that kid who just wants a space that they feel heard and understood and safe. And maybe for a lot of our lives, we haven't been able to find it. It was Taryn, Taryn Bloomfield, on our lovely episode with her, that said, you'll always be too much for some people, never enough for others. Something like that. And it's true. And Sada Simone, who I'm really enjoying his content currently, he started this spiritually sassy movement because he was told that he was too much. Um, And he created this space where spirituality can be fun and sassy. And that's a lot of what Sahara Rose does too. She expresses herself with dance and with fun, with joy. Uh, And that's really something that I want to bring to this community as well, that there is no right way to be spiritual. It doesn't have to only look like Christianity, although Christianity is welcome. It doesn't have to only look like paganism, although that's certainly welcome. It doesn't have to just look like Buddhism, although that's certainly welcome. It doesn't have to just be Judaism. And I could go down the list and name all the religions I could think of. But I think you get the gist, which is that all religions, all spiritual practices are welcome. And you can be an atheist. You can be agnostic, right? And still belong in a spiritual space because spirituality is what it means, whatever it means to you. You can be spiritual and be an atheist. You can be spiritual and not believe in God. Um, Rob Bell's awesome book, Everything is Spiritual, also highlights this too. All right, I think that's all I have to share with you all today. Thank you for letting me take you on this journey of a weird kid who is sensitive. Oh, I want to talk about sensitive. All right, I'll get into it really quickly. Women and men and non-binary folk, everyone, are often called the, told that they're too sensitive. And I'm here, I just want to say that you aren't too sensitive. There's no such thing as being too sensitive. And for a long time, the sensitive folks were the people who were mystical, were healers, were wise. 
And that is part of what being sensitive is. We're all sensitive. It's just whether we show that sensitivity and honor that sensitivity. And I'd love to get into that a little bit more and maybe I'll come back to it in a future episode. But for now, thank you so much for holding this space for me to let you know you know, my journey and where I'm at and how I'm figuring it out. And I really hope that this is helping to foster open and vulnerable and true conversations and communities. All right. If you did enjoy this episode, I do ask that you give me a rating just so more people can find it. I ask that you share this. If you found it helpful with maybe someone that would like this or on your social media feed, Um, You can follow me at empower.spirituality on both Facebook and Instagram. There is a Facebook support group uh, if you want to talk about this more deeply. There's also a weekly meditation circle every Sunday. Right now we are doing a reparenting series, which is, it's been so amazing. Our circle has been so fulfilling. It always is, but even more so right now. The community you get in those groups are amazing. And it's free. I will encourage you to join the free six-week course about intuition, if not just to get community, because there will be an optional live community gathering every week of those six weeks. Uh, You can visit my website as well, empoweredspirituality.online, to learn a little bit more about me, to to read my blog posts, and to work with me as a coach. Until then, thank you for holding this space. And namaste. It can be challenging to find a community of supportive people to share in our spiritual journeys with. We all need support and love no matter where we are on our personal journeys. So I am excited to announce that I have created the space for just that. In the Empowered Spirituality community, you will receive a weekly video lesson, weekly journaling prompts, access to an additional guided meditation every week, monthly group meetings and teachings via Zoom, and access to a loving and supportive online community. Additionally, all members will receive 20% off of all of their coaching sessions. You can follow the link in the show notes for this community offer or visit patreon.com slash empowered spirituality.